I'm just going to say and tag into what Pastor said that uh, whatever you need to be delivered from tonight, he is still in the delivering business. Amen? And I think sometimes we get a little concerned that we're afraid somebody's going to see or know or try to surmise what's going on when we step out and ask God to help us. I'll be the first to tell you I need his help every day. Come on, somebody. I, I, hallelujah. What, what did the scripture said? For the man of God said, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. Every one of us are going to make a mistake. Hello, and the enemy tries to tell us, no, 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 they're going to try to think you've done something wrong. Don't worry about what they're thinking. You worry about your connection with the creator of the universe. Hallelujah. And God can do wonderful and marvelous things in your midst. Turn with me to Revelations chapter 4. And while you're turning there, I, I want to say again, thank you uh, for allowing us to come and minister. And uh, we, we so enjoy it. We love and appreciate it. Brother and Sister Sharp, dearly, and uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's been a great time of building relationship over the last several years, and when I come into this house, I want you to understand something. This is not a boastful statement, please, but every day that I pray, I call this church in prayer. I call those two people in prayer. You say, Brother Randall, that don't make a difference. Nobody makes me feel better that I'm connecting to this church. And God is beginning to move. And I believe the best is yet to come. I'm going to say that again. I believe the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. Revelations chapter 4. Then we'll turn to Revelations chapter number 11. And verse number 1 said, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. The first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet uh, talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show you the things which must be hereafter. Then in Revelation chapter 11, verse number 12, And they heard a great voice from the heavens saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to the heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. I have been in prayer today and I felt like God gave me a direction and I have wrote some things down that I feel can be, uh, the enemy is very scared of this church because we're not afraid to go outside the box. We're not afraid to go outside of the normalities to reach individuals. There are individuals in this house tonight that are going to need to hear, not because it's me, Bishop, but it's because it is the Word of God. If you'll help me for just a, a few moments, I'm going to preach on keep climbing. Come on, this is not a time to get slowed down. It's a time to keep climbing. Somebody clap your hands. Somebody shout with a voice. And let's magnify the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Jesus through John was trying his best to prepare the church for the catching away or the rapture of the church. He was commending or commanding the good and reproving the wrong. What John had previously written about, namely in the second and third chapters about the seven churches in Asia Minor. I believe those seven churches existed as real churches in John's day. 
They are representative of, of churches in different ages. For I believe what was spoken to the different churches, both commending and reprehending, is spoken to the entire, whole, total, complete church in all ages. Can I get a witness? But what happens is, as we live this life as a Christian, we, we sometimes do not understand this is not a life of ease and a life of bliss. This is not, as the song says, I promise you a rose garden. Can I get a witness from anybody in the house right now? Hallelujah. What I felt in the Holy Ghost, uh, there were those that felt like a whip's been hit upon your back. Uh, there's been those that felt like there's been a pierce uh, that's been coming at you. But I'm telling you, don't you stop now. You keep climbing to your victory. Uh, you keep climbing to that place uh, where you can reach up uh, and touch the master's uh, nail-scarred hands. Uh, I've come to tell somebody in this house, don't stop now. You're about to reach the top. I'm not trying to paint a black or negative picture, but too many times I feel, even as Christians or apostolics, we expect everything to be just rosy and cozy. Huh? No problems. Is there anybody here tonight without a problem? We're going out to eat with you. Huh? No disappointments, no strains, no sacrifices, and if we're not careful, we'll get to a place of non-commitment. Hello, somebody. And then we want to come in and just get the afterflow. But I want somebody to know that God knows exactly where you are. And he's instructed me to tell you, you've gone almost to the top. Don't stop climbing now. I don't know what you're feeling out there, but I feel the freshness of the Holy Ghost to tell somebody you're at the right place and you're at the right time for the power and the presence to reach down and give you just a little more energy, to climb a little higher, to make it to the very top of where God wants you to get. Hallelujah. Too many times as Christians, we may even come up and make a statement. Maybe not, but I've heard too many people make statements that sound like this, that I, I, I shouldn't get sick. Or if I do, God should perform a quick healing. Oh, come on, somebody. If that's the case, then I got some bones to pick with somebody. Hello? That's not what the Bible tells me. There, there are some sicknesses unto death. There are some things that we're going to carry in this life. But I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to stop halfway up the mountain. I'm not going to stop halfway up the mountain because Maryland's got a sickness that seems like we can't figure out what's going on. But I promise you, just like this pandemic, God knows what's going on. 
Can I get a witness to somebody in this house? It seems like one onslaught after another onslaught, one trial after another trial. What is it? The enemy don't want you to climb any higher than you've already begun to climb. But I'm telling you, on this last night of me being in this revival, don't stop climbing now. Come on, he wants you not to make it to the top. Hallelujah. Brother Randall, I give my tithes and offerings. I shouldn't go through financial problems. When I was pastoring, this will go to show you why I'm not pastoring no more. When a guy come in that morning, he had prayer request, and he raised his hand. He said, need you to pray. He said, the devil fought me all the way to church. He said, I didn't have one blowout. I had two blowouts. He said, I'm just telling you the devil was on me all the way to church. I hadn't made it to the platform yet. So I walked out the side door to just look at his van. And I come back in later, and I was preaching. I said, Alan, you need to be praising God. Because from the looks of those tires that are on your van, you should have had four blowouts. Wasn't my best moment. Can I get a witness? No, 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 no. But we pay our tithes. We pay our offerings. We sh- Listen to me. The way to not have a blowout in most cases is keep good tires on your car. Come on. We don't come in and say, I paid my tithes and I paid my offering. Now keep on rolling, tread. That, that's how it seems sometimes. Uh, we pay our tithes and offerings because it's in the book. Oh, no, no, I'm going to try that. I said it's in the book. We don't want to rob God. And I'll be the first to tell you, if you look at my accountant sheet, there's no way that it ever pans out that I'm going to make it from month to month. But I'm here to tell you the first thing that comes out is my tithes and my offerings. Why? Because God knows how to multiply the rest. I'm going to keep on climbing. I just threw that in for free. That don't cost nobody nothing. Huh? We too many times shun mountain climbing. Can I pause here just a second? Where's the camera at tonight? Right over the exit. My wife is watching, and I just want to tell you, I'll be home at 3.30 tomorrow. Pucker up. Hallelujah. (laughs) Lord, Lord, forgive me. I love that girl. Soon be married 42 years. She stayed with me that long. Amen. Hallelujah. This ain't got nothing to do with my preaching, but somebody come in one time and said, made the statement to me, said, I hope you didn't kiss Marilyn before you got married. I said, are you retarded? I'm not about to live somebody the rest of my life and they cannot kiss. Hello? You can do what you want to, but I promise you, I'm not marrying somebody that cannot kiss. Can I get a witness? Come on, give me a fist bump, bro. That's what I'm talking about. If you don't believe me, next time my wife is here, you ask her if that wasn't said and and tell them exactly what I said. That's retarded. I'm going to kiss her before I get married. Well, hallelujah. 
Let's get back to this word. My wife is right now rolling her eyes. Can I get a witness? I'm that sensitive to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the most difficult and hardest mountain for Abraham to climb was Mount Moriah. Mount Moriah is a place that God spoke to Abraham and said, I want you to go to the mountain. I'll show you. But listen to me. Abraham didn't fully understand what God was asking him to do in light of God's previous promise because he promised to establish an everlasting covenant with Isaac. Huh? But now he's told, I want you to go to Mount Moriah and I want you to sacrifice your son, that only son. I promise you that he got weary and got tired and got not understanding why he was climbing up that mountain. But I don't find anywhere where he stopped climbing. Can I get a witness? Somebody hear me. Why is that? Because he trusted God and by faith he was going to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. What are you saying? Why don't you go ahead and offer that sacrifice of praise even when you don't feel like offering the sacrifice? I don't feel like praising God today. This ain't about what you feel. It's about what we know. And I tell you, he said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts. Hallelujah. He kept climbing to the top of that mountain. And he put Isaac on that altar. Most everybody here tonight knows the ending of that story. God provided himself. Can I get a witness? He provided himself a ram for that sacrifice. Because of Abraham's obedience on Mount Moriah, this is what I like right here. God told Abraham that his descendants will take position or possession of the gate the cities of their enemies. That didn't do a whole lot for you, but it did for me. Because I'm not going to stop climbing until I get to the top. Because I just got a feeling at the top, I'm going to get possession. Matter of fact, in day, today praying, uh, Pastor, I was praying and God spoke to me and said, he's fixing to give this church territories that the enemy thought they were his territories. Let me try that again. He said you're going to have revival in spots you didn't think you could have revival. There's people going to walk in the doors uh, that you thought would never walk through the doors. There's going to be some that's educated. There's going to be some that's not so educated. There's going to be some with money and some that need money. But nevertheless, hear me, don't you dare stop climbing until we reach the top of what God wants for us to have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Huh? 
And, and, and about a thousand years later on that same place, it was said that King David built an altar unto the Lord so that, and here's what it says, plague may be held back from the people. We have a plague among us, Pastor, and that is we want to stop halfway up the mountain. Huh? One great service does not always get us to the top of the mountain. It takes some prayer meetings. It takes some sacrifice. But I don't know about you, but I, I want to see the plague held back. I want to see the church climb to its place that God wants to do and, and bless this assembly. Huh? The God who first called a a Abraham uh, still plans or still has plans for Mount Moriah. I'm not going to take time because it's really not my place to do so. Uh, Pastor could relay everything better than I can. But that's the place in proximity that that third temple is going to be built. I've been there. You've been there. It, 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 it's a very sacred feeling when you stand on that. But there are many obstacles that are in the way. And I, I'm not here to preach about that. I, I'm free to preach that there are obstacles that are trying to be put in our way to keep us from seeing this temple. Oh, let that sink in. I said this temple. Experience the supernatural and the demonstrations of the Holy Ghost like never before. Can I tell you, I've been preaching here for a few years. I have never felt the, the, the magnitude of the anointing from the very onset as we have felt in these last three services. Can I get a witness? If he wanted to, he could have kept on talking and somebody would have been delivered. Somebody would have been healed. That's the kind of presence. But the enemy wants to put an obstacle here and he wants to put an obstacle there. Why? Because he knows if you get to the top of the mountain, we're not just going to feel him. We're going to see what he has in store for the church of the living God. Somebody ought to shout with a voice. Nothing is going to stop God's sovereign plan. Whether it's for this temple or that third temple. The enemy's not going to stop. Nothing's going to keep it from being at the time it's supposed to be. Huh? John 14 and 11 said, As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. I'm going to tell somebody, you may be uh, up in years, but I got a feeling in my spirit, somebody's about to say, I'm going to take this mountain. Hey, brother, I believe something happened to you last night. 
I believe it touched, touched you from the top of your head to the sole of your foot. Can I get a witness? Don't stop climbing now. I said, don't stop climbing now. Huh? When Abraham took Isaac to the top of, the, top of Mar Mount Moriah to offer him as a sacrifice, I told you a while ago that God himself provided the sacrifice. Huh? Abraham was more appreciative, thankful, worshipful, blessed after climbing the mountain. Whew. Huh? I want you to understand something, folks. Climbing the mountain is tough. Well, I'm going to try it again. It's even a little bit dangerous. Come on, you think you're about to grab a hold of something and, and it's not there and you're looking way down? Come on, somebody. The enemy wants to get our mindset off of what's up there. How many have ever walked out on a high ledge somewhere and somebody walking with you and you're nervous and they say, just don't look down? I told them, you don't have to worry. I'm not going out there anyhow. But I wonder what would happen if we did stop looking down. It's kind of like looking back. That, that past is not going to help you. That's not where we're headed. And I am not about to try to get back down the mountain. I'm going to keep climbing to the top of the mountain. Huh? Brother Randall, I, I, I just want to be happy. Not here, I'm sure, but too many places are more concerned with fellowship than they are with relationship. Huh? Can I tell y'all something? We've got a whole millennium to get happy. To be happy. To feel good. We may go through some stuff. We may go through some problems and some circumstances. But hold on. Weeping may endure through the night, but joy is coming in the morning. Whew. Hello. I don't know about you, but I, I begin to think, well, I'm just now preaching. Y'all may remember this old song. said, I'm climbing up the mountain, trying to reach the top. I've almost finished my journey. I've gone halfway, and I'm not going to stop. Because at the top of the mountain, there is victory. There is faith. There is deliverance. And so the enemy wants to keep you from your mountaintop. He wants to keep you hanging on the edge. Where you don't feel comfortable in going back down. But you don't feel comfortable in climbing up a little higher. Hello? But I've got news for some individuals in this house tonight. There are some scars that are so deep in your life. And you're hanging on the edge. And you can look up and you can see the top. But the enemy's trying to tell you, you cannot make it. Huh? The 
the scar that you have is too deep. The problems that have come against you are just too heavy. Am I preaching to anybody, talking to anybody? But I want you to hear me in the Holy Ghost. Don't you dare stop climbing. See, I don't know much about, and I probably should have done this, but I don't, I don't know a whole lot of what all you need to climb when you're a mountain climber. But I've seen enough that they have an axe-looking thing. They got funky-looking boots. Hello. They, they, they've got some things that they chisel in and tie a rope. And it's what? I, I didn't understand that. Chalk? Well, I use chalk to write on a board. I don't know if that's going to help me climb in the mountain, but nevertheless. But, but, but they've got all this equipment. And, and they take plenty of rope and plenty of those anchors. Why? Because they're going to the top. Hello? Well, I have come tonight with my climbing boots on. My feet have been shod with the preparation of the gospel. Come on, I've got some fasting and I've got some prayer and I've got some praise and I've got some worship that's going to help me ascend to the top of the mountain. Oh, yeah, there's going to be trials. There's going to be circumstances. But hear me, friend. Hear me, saint of God. If you make up your mind at the beginning, I'm not stopping halfway. I'm going to the top. I want you to understand something. We're headed to the top. I wrote down some things, and one thing I want to tell this church is I'm going to speak carefully but prophetically. This church is taking a top-of-the-mountain position. We've come through many battles. We've overcome hardships. We're fighting the enemy at every turn for this city and for our families. Hello? But we're not going to stop climbing. I tell you in the Holy Ghost, not because you're my friend, but the enemy is scared to death. He's scared to death of what we're about to become. We're about to become mountain claimers. I, I, I've been hesitant, but I, I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost as we stand in this house tonight. I prayed for two couples tonight because the Holy Ghost directed Lee and I got permission from Pastor. Those two couples right there, God is desiring to take you to the top of the mountain. And it seems like every turn, 
feels like the enemy knocks you down. Am I telling the truth? Seems like it's one problem that just keeps flowing into a continuous problem. And the enemy is desiring to hold you back, to hold you down. But I'm going to tell you in the Holy Ghost tonight, I feel so much faith that when I laid my hands on you, that there was something that began to penetrate that says, I'm going to make it to the top of the mountain. Nobody. a question and I, I agree with Pastor Sharp sometimes it's ritualism when we ask somebody to stand, raise their hands or step out but tonight it's, it's more than just that I believe you are going to tell the enemy I'm going to the top if I have to hold on here for just a little bit I'm going to get another spike and I'm going to drive it a little higher and I'm going to pull myself up another rung because I'm headed to the top. If you two couples would just step out in the aisle, you don't have to come out here, but if you'll just step out, throw your hands in the air and say, I'm going to the top. I'm going to see victory like I have never seen victory. Ah, <laughs> oh, I feel the Holy Ghost beginning to flood through this place right now. The enemy don't want you going to the top. Come on, there's somebody else in this building that said, hey, Brother Randall, don't, don't leave me out. I, I want to go to the top, too. Well, just lift your hands. Step out from where you're at if you're comfortable and say, I'm making it. See, the object of the king that was feeling threatened over the children of Israel because they were multiplying. He said, I'll put so much on them that they'll not be able to reproduce and they'll get so weary. That's what the enemy's trying to do to you two couples. And he's trying to do to other people in the church. Hello. I don't know why I feel this, but I want you four to raise your hands one more time. And I'm telling you, something's about to hit you. There's a faith about to rest on. Come on, church, if you've made up your mind that you're going to the top, why don't you lift your hands? Why don't you lift your voices right now? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. It's mountain climbing night. I'm going to keep climbing. I'm not going to stop now. I'm going to make it all the way to the top because at the top there's victory. Come on, somebody. Hear me right now. At the top there's healing. Whew. At the top. There is deliverance. Akaya.
my brother right here in the, the blue shirt. I want you to, yes, just lift your hands up right now. Listen to me. There's a heaviness setting, I'm, I'm talking about a heavy cloud of grace and mercy resting right over you right now that said, hey, I'm going to let my hand down and I'm going to pull you. If you'll just help me, just step up a little closer. I'm going to bring you to the top of the mountain. I don't care what you've been facing. It doesn't matter right now, but you're on the point of reaching up to the very top. Sir, I wouldn't worry about anybody in this building, but I'd reach up to that cloud. Because through that cloud is a hand that says you're going to make it. That's it, brother. Go ahead. Come on, don't you worry about nothing except you and God. Come on, there's others all over this building right now that needs to understand. I'm going to keep climbing. <laughs> Come on, there is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful presence that's been since we walked into this building. But I feel right now there is a presence that's resting on us. That's about to give us some strength to climb yet one step closer. <laughs>